welcome friends and family and this is the click cast with us today we have jimmy jam say hello to the people what's up what's up and i am your host big ron stud as always you can find us on facebook we're on instagram we are at twitter clickcast 333 you're streaming us now hopefully on either spotify or anchor or iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and a couple of few others trying to get to Apple Podcasts. We'll be there soon. Okay, that out of the way. This is the Click Cash review of AEW Double or Nothing. Jimmy, first off, what's your take on the show? A-E-Dub, 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 A-E-Dub. No way, shocking. <laughs> Fuck yes. All right, hold on, hold on. First things first, let's let's get the bullshit out the way. The build for this pay-per-view was terrible. It was fucking awful. I agree. Awful. The I agree. build for this pay-per-view was shit. Wee. I mean, most of the matches, it was like, what the fuck are they doing? And a few of the matches were like, okay, it's not great, but it's like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. besides Wardlow and, and the MJF, everything else was just either meh or ugh. Right, they didn't give it a whole lot of effort. Well, not effort. I don't know. Maybe it was just that the MJF and Wardlow storyline was so strong. No, 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 no. Okay, it so? wasn't because it was so strong. It was because TK got lazy for whatever reason. And the builds were shit. Let's call yeah. it what it is. They were they were shit. Yeah. But but <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna tell me that that you're putting on Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe, fuck yeah, I wanna see that match. The build was shit, but I still wanna see that match. So the build wasn't there because it was a tournament match, but even still, I think it could have been pushed as more important with those two, right? The the tournament I didn't like the format of the tournament. It was the same format as every other tournament. It was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is this shit? Mm-hmm. It's the same as the eliminator tournaments that they do. And right. it's like they could do something different. But we'll talk about all that. I just want to get it out there that the build was shit, but the pay per view <laughs> was fucking awesome. <laughs> Payfu definitely, definitely brought it home. Um, let's start with the pre-show. Um, nothing too special. Actually, I did want to bring up uh, the Eddie Kingston promo, which I thought was fire. Um, I'm a big Eddie Kingston fan. Talks me into the building. Once again, Eddie Kingston just turns it up on his promo style. He went from crying to angry to, to viciously, viciously mad, wanting to hurt Chris Jericho, with the whole point being that Chris Jericho brought him back to drinking and now he's pissed off that he's back at a place he didn't want to be. And it was just this really like fire ass promo. What did you think of that? Uh, I completely agree. Eddie Kingston had a great promo. Big shocker, right? Exactly. It's like Eddie Kingston. I mean, his promo was, was, it it, it was amazing. I I mean, it was weird that they that they blanked out the uh, the uh, Jack Daniels label. I guess they're not getting paid by it, yeah. but like we can all see, it's a fucking bottle of, of uh, Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. Right there. You don't have to blur out the label. But besides <laughs> that, that, was, <laughs> you know, that from I was like, oh shit, some yeah. shit is about to go down, and some shit did go down. But oh wow, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get into that. We'll talk about that shit. We'll get into that. That again, just before, you know, before we move on, this promo is a must see. Um, if you didn't catch the pre-show, 
you didn't catch the pre-show, it's got to be on the internet soon. Go out your way to find that. It's definitely a must-see. Um, then they had, I guess, the Acclaim come out. The Acclaim and, and uh, the Ass Boys together, I think, are hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why... They, they actually work, but but it works. It is right. fucking funny. It's shit. When I first saw them come together, I thought this is gonna be so fucking awkward, but it's hilarious. I'm such a fan. I of thought those the guys. same thing. <laughs> I mean, and me, I I notoriously hate comedy in wrestling. Yeah, except yeah, yeah. except when it's good. When it's good, then I like it. But it's rarely good. This time, it's good. They do it well. I gotta say. AEW, I noticed, I enjoy their segments. You know, they're all wrestling stuff. Even like the hook housing is, I'm sorry, not hook housing. Let's say Dan housing is starting to get to me. He's not, he's corny as fuck, but I kind of like him. Um, he makes me laugh. The fucking ass boys make me laugh every time I see them. They're, they're, I don't know why they're fucking stupid, but it's, it's really funny. So I'm loving that pair and I hope it goes further. Um, next we had the hook housing versus, uh, Nice and Sterling. I'm gonna let you take this one over. Well, I got the notes, so I'll lead you in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this match actually had a decent build. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. This is one of those kind of like meh builds. I didn't hate it. I didn't love the, the it. Like, like I just hilarious. said, uh, the Dan House and training was hilarious. Come on. That was hilarious. <laughs> and, but like like I just said, I'm not the biggest fan of comedy wrestling. And I and I love Hook. He's just serious. He's no nonsense. Kick the shit out of you. Dan Houser, he's a little too goofy for me. Mm-hmm. I don't really get it. But I don't I don't hate him either. So it was like, all right, whatever. And Tony Nice, he's a great wrestler. He's he just Boy, he's just boring. Like he, he's just boring. I agree. He's great. And I don't want this. It's, 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 not, it's no disrespect. I mean, it's called a spade a spade. I mean, mm-hmm. Tony Nice. You know, he's he's whatever. Mm-hmm. But the match, fucking awesome. I mean, that's pretty much a theme of this pay per view. It was either a mad build or a shit build, but a fucking awesome match. Definitely worked. I mean, for whatever reason, like you said, the hook being so serious and Dan Housen being like, no, um, not Dan Housen with a. Yeah, Danhausen being so silly. For some reason, it works, and it's not bringing down the hook either. I was worried it would make him look cheesy, but it's not. It's working. So keep it up for a little bit longer before you break up that pair. All right, moving on. Oh, and the match is good. I'm not going to lie. I was rolling around barbecuing today, so I had to do it tomorrow. So I missed a lot of that match. But uh, check it out. It's a good match. Okay, so... <laughs> Now, this is interesting, right? They're going to open up the show with MJF and Wardlow. Now, I'm sure you heard all the drama, right, about MJF and him was supposed to be being on a plane or booking a flight to get out of town. He had no show in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these things, right? Um, I thought it was hilarious when he got in the ring. He does his little plane move running around the ring. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dick to the end, and I always be. Oh, he knows how to get that heat, doesn't he? Oh my god! Oh my god! So we get it in the ring, right? With with some awesome chance, like he showed up. And like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what do you think of the match? I, I got some. I got some thoughts, but go ahead. I want to hear what you thought on the match. So. 
I wasn't really on Twitter all like that before the pay-per-view started, so I had no idea they were starting off with, with this particular match. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to start off with, with the Owen Hart tournament match mm-hmm. with Adam Cole versus Snow Joe. But when when uh, MJF came out, everyone in my theater was just booing and cussing and thrashing <laughs> at the screen. It was wow. fucking wild in there. And I was just laughing my ass off. And then the match itself, that is the most perfect of a squash match as you can possibly get. MJF ran for a few minutes. You know, he, he countered Wardlow a few times. But once Wardlow got his hands on him, it was done. Right. And a, and a perfect 10, 10 power bombs he, he, he I delivered. I counted 10, too. 10 power bombs. I counted the same. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Ten power bombs. It was. Oh, you know, dude, was, was that a shout out to your boy? Match. Was that a call out to your boy with the perfect ten? Right. Sean Spears. I, mean, I think it was. <laughs> it had to be right. right. It yeah, had to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. So I don't know. I don't know why he wasn't there though. No, he should. Was, was he banned from the ring after the match, or maybe this? He wasn't. There. Mm, not that I heard of. Yeah. I, I, I thought he. I thought he was going to be there, but that's not whatever. But uh, that was the definition of a perfect squash match. And Wardlow, super over, put the TNT title on him. Because that, man. He's probably next up. I can see that. He's next up. Um, Solid match. Um, Okay, I I went back and forth between was the match short because MJF didn't really want to cooperate, so they just made a squash match. Or... This is a way a few I think this was supposed to end, right? Because basically NJF played the you know the piece of shit coward heel the whole time, and Warlord yeah. was like ripping through everybody, so it made sense that he just crushes them pretty much. I got that point, but um, I guess I was hoping for him to work a match because you know on top of everything else, NJF is a hell of a worker in the ring too. But at the same time, maybe Warlow isn't. And so the best way to get that match over was to be a total squash. So with that being said, only because everything that went down made me question so much of the match. It was like short, it was like barely 10 minutes. I had enough time to toast my bread and get it ready for my burger. So I remember it being like a 10 minute top match. Right? <laughs> and, um, listen, listen. This, this pay per view was five and a half hours. If they want to give yeah. a two minute squash match, I am more than fine. No with shit, that. right? No shit. So, but again, it's also, um, I feel like a few like this should end with a match like that. So it worked. However, it went down, it worked. All right. So uh, moving on, moving on to the next match being the Hardys versus the Bucks. Okay. This one was rough. Yeah, it was. Right? Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. So, this is another one of those matches where the build was meh. It wasn't wasn't bad. It It was more so just non-existent. Yeah. And... But you know what? You tell me Hardys and Bucks are fighting. Don't want to see that match? Fuck yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. So, I was already excited for it, even though the build was meh. Um, the Hardys, they looked old in this match. It was a, it was a good match. Mm-hmm. It was as good as I expected it to be. But at the same time, they looked 
old. And more specifically, Jeff looked old. I don't know if he was just selling really good. I don't think anyone is that great of a seller because <laughs> he looked he looked gassed at some points. And I yeah. this listen, listen, I love ECW. I'm an ECW hardcore fan. So like blood and barbaric shit, like none of that bothers me. I love that type of shit. I love all Japan. I love New Japan where they fucking dump each other on, the, on their necks and shit. I yeah, love that type yeah. of shit. But when I saw Jeff Hardy out there today, I was a little scared for his life. I thought he was going to botch something and fuck himself up really bad. But the flip side of that, they, when I say that, I mean, you know, people, the whole ominous day, you know, <laughs> they, quote unquote, have been saying that Jeff is going to fuck himself up for, you know, 20 years now, whatever. So, you know, Jeff is just Jeff. But at the same time, him being a little older, a little slower, not as crisp as he used to be, I was a little fearful. But, you know, it's Jeff Hardy, so Jeff Hardy, he's so. going to outlive us all. He's going to outlive us all. You know, when I when I started watching the match, the first note I wrote down was um, the story of the match of the Bucks are way faster. That was the story obvious. they were trying to tell, but, and they were so clean and crisp. It was so clear and obvious. Um, you're right. They looked a, a step or two behind the bus, which you gotta expect that, right? But it was it was clear, and it's, you know what made it worse? I think the match that followed it made it worse. Oh no, I'm not sorry. The um, the Death Triangle and House of Black match. Seeing that, made that match. Oh my god! That I, we'll get to that. Why I think that's the match of the night. We'll get to that. But um, and seeing stuff like that. When I thought about the Hardy's Bucks, I was like, damn. <laughs> that was just kind of like, whoa, okay. When Jeff hits a sick swanton onto the um, onto Nick uh, Jackson, um, they had the steps flipped on the side. And Jeff yeah. hits a sick senton, right, onto the steps. And it just it looked bananas. That was definitely one of the moves of the night. I'm not going to lie. That, That's um, one that part. Was I, 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 I was I was a little scared at that part. I, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I was a little scared. It was that sick of a move. I popped big. I was like, whoa, what the hell? I, you know, I just picking my head up from my plate. It was it was sick. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you know what? So now that the Hardys won, they've been talking about getting the AEW Tag Team Champions. I thought I thought Jurassic Race. I thought they're going they're going to lose tonight, but they didn't. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it. Mm-hmm. But now that they're still champions, I'm thinking maybe the Hardys beat them for the tag team titles, and they have a short little run with those tag team titles. That's what I'm thinking. Right, with some interference from Christian, something like that, sort of throwback. Um, maybe, yeah, right. I wouldn't hate it. Right. I wouldn't hate it. So, just to to wrap this match up, which again it was a good match. I think we kind of shitted on a little bit, unbeknownst to <laughs> where it was going to go. I mean, I didn't, didn't want it. I'm not shitting on it. It's just. <laughs> I mean, it listen, was, the Hardys in 2022 are yes. not the same Hardys from, like, WrestleMania 16, 17. You know, like, they're yeah. not as fast because, you know, they're older now. They're a lot and, older. and you know what's yeah, funny, though? Yeah, they're a lot older. They look hella big, Mr. The Bucks. <laughs> like, God damn. They, yeah, they do look big. Look I mean, big I'm not one of those people who was like, oh, you, you're small, so fuck you. Like, I don't care about that shit. No, but... They look but so much they, bigger. Yes. And just, you used to yeah. really used to see them always look like the smaller teams. And you know what? Yeah. Maybe that was part of the case. Is they were the bigger team, so 
the Bucks were a lot quicker on the move. But it was really funny to me, like, wow, they look like monsters compared to um, the fucking Bucks. It's WWE is the land of the fucking Giants. My God. Yes, sir. Oh, I mean, Jesus look how Billy Gunn looks. Billy Gunn looks like a oh, fucking giant out there. Oh, you know what? Billy Gunn is deceptively big. He's like Hulk Hogan's size. He, he's big as fuck. He, yes, he's deceptively big. I agree he's with big that. Big dude, man. But, um, yeah. Okay, just to wrap this one up, Jeff Hardy hits a swanton on the Matt Jackson for the pin. Um, good match. And you know what? Yeah, I, I fully expected Jeff to pin uh, Nick Jackson, actually. That's, you, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what... Yeah, yeah. they're, they're uh, definitely so pairing those two that. up. I, they're probably going to have some singles match together because they were definitely pairing those two up to be a thing, like, going forward, I thought, so... Look for that. I wouldn't Look mind it. You know what? Nick Jackson, he is an underrated singles wrestler. Like he's he's fucking awesome as a singles wrestler. You know, as I was trying to figure out which was which, and I started to remember who does the betters in the singles, and Nick Jackson is definitely good. When I when I yes. saw them at the Cow Palace, I gotta say, the Bucks are a lot bigger in person when, when than they are, are on TV. Are they? Yeah, they looked a lot I was surprised how big they actually looked in person. So this is another team that's actually, you know, deceptively bigger than they look on TV, I got to say. Um, so, okay. Good match, like I said. We're going to wrap that one up. All right. Yeah. Anna Jay versus your girl, your boo thing, Jay Cargill. I'm going to let you go ahead and take the lead because it's Jay Cargill. Ooh, I need to cool myself off. Jesus. <laughs> Somebody say okay. Jay Cargill? Shit. God damn, Jay. I hope my girl ain't listening. I know uh, she ain't. She's not. She she, she not. <laughs> she's definitely not but um, you know what Jade Cargill someone who has had what 32 professional matches now 32 matches period now I think it is and you know so to see her in there and she's actually putting on decent to good matches is really quite impressive because you know when you see people when they're first starting out and they're on like match 30 or whatever, they're still really shitty in there. So for Jay to be putting on, you know, relatively good matches, like it's really quite impressive. And her and Anna Jay, for whatever reason, they match up really well together. And I'm not going to say this, this wasn't like a five-star classic or no shit like that, but it was really enjoyable. And I mean, and they made a. I forget who it was. I think it was Jr. who made a comment that Jade is like Mike Tyson, and I never thought about that, mm. but but that's quite accurate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just to be that dominant that early yeah. into your career. Now, granted, of course, Mike Tyson he had a bunch of amateur fights, you know, before he turned pro. You know, and he but, robbed um, a lot of people too. Huh? And he robbed a lot of people too. <laughs> God damn. Listen, I will not allow Mike Tyson slander on this podcast, all right? Second best heavyweight of all time. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. I said it. Second best next to Ali. I don't yeah. give a fuck what no one I'll says, all right? No argument on that one. No argument. Unless you get the old school fans, they're going to tell you like Jack Dempsey. I don't give it. I don't. Jack Johnson. <laughs> I don't. Holy. I don't care who you put up. Tyson in his prime is the second best heavyweight of all. Wait you know what? He might Wait even be the best. Damn you guys. His name is what? Ali. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, prime Mike Tyson, I think. Would he beat Ali? Maybe. Would anyone else no. beat prime Mike Tyson? Fuck no. 
But we'll save that for a different podcast. I, I would actually love boxer. to talk about boxing on the podcast one day. Uh, we, we can but, do, okay, uh, we can do that one another day. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, match, so Jay Cargill, yes, it was, a, it was a it was a really good match. Enjoyable. It. it was it was nice and short. It didn't sure. overstay its welcome. Yeah. Kept short, which is good. Yeah. Yes, because you know both her and Anna J are still young in this business, so you know keep it short. And they also and had a lot of Gaga. They had a lot of Gaga in the match. Yes, to help it get along. So you got um, Anna J with Jay Cargill. Let's see, Jay Cargill. Excuse me. Um, This basically your basic back and forth match. Smart Mark Sterling hops in the ring and almost messes it up, and then out comes. My guy, Stokely Hathaway. Stokely Hathaway. <laughs> oh, that was the shiznit. Um, clearly, he'll be taking over as the new uh, talking piece and manager for Jay Cargill, which is very exciting to see. Um, you know I'm excited. I have sung the praise of Stokely Hathaway many times on this podcast. He, I mean, it was dope. It was dope. And uh, shout out to Stokely for uh, leaving WE and moving over to um aw where he's gonna really be able to show his stuff and do what he does best um way to bet on yourself homie uh, uh let's see and then what happened after that oh and then there was um chris statlander came out and there was some back and forth there and then all of a sudden your girl finally arrived we knew she was showing up Finally arrived, Athena, aka Ember Moon. There you go. I'm ready for it. You know, I've sung her praises, of course, many times on this podcast. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm I'm ready to see her get in there and kick some ass. Yeah, it was nice. Because I am, I've been a fan of of, uh, Athena even before. I mean, like like Stokely Hathaway before Mm -hmm. they even made it Mm -hmm. to WWE. I was a fan of those two, so. She's going to bring a lot to the women's division, I think. So it's going to be exciting to see what she does there. Um, yeah. So those Tony Khan, Tony Khan, give the women thing. some time. It give them TV time, Tony. And you know what's funny that they threw all those in in one match, like the two big debuts again, because they wanted to give that match a lot of gaga and not have uh, too much other stuff going on in the ring. Oh, there was one other debut that I'm excited for, and we'll talk about that later. We'll get oh yes, and I couldn't think of his name. We'll get into that later. Okay. Next up was the House of Black versus Death Triangle. Um, first of all, I'm going to put it out there: match of the night. Well, I mean, no, shit, no shit, argument from me. No I, argument from me. Man, this match was fire, yo. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Penta and Phoenix, and um, shit, man, it looked really good. Another one, I was gonna say, Buddy Matthews looks big as hell in AEW. <laughs> Dude, he is jacked, way jacked. I'm like, God damn, you! I was. For a second, I was wondering, who's this big motherfucker next to Phoenix? And I was like, oh, that's Buddy <laughs> Matthews. <laughs> yeah, that dude is boy, huge. And, and he can work his ass off. Yeah, he can. And, oh, that's what I wanted to say. I had the thought, watching those two work, Buddy Matthew and Phoenix, I got to have them in a one-on-one match. That was that was so good. When they worked together, this shit was bomb. I'm telling you, it was way fire. Um, so what else? 
Why don't you go ahead? What you tell us? Tell us what you think of that match, my guy. So this is one of those matches where the build was fucking awful. It could have <laughs> potential to be great. Listen, hold on, listen. I love House of Black. I love Death Triangle. I love all six of them individually. But the build was just wolf. <laughs> However, you tell me that their fight on the pay-per-view, fuck yeah, I want to see the match. Mm-hmm. Because you know why? We get something like this tonight. Mm-hmm. Match of the night for, for me. Um, yeah. They just went out there and tore it up. And at the last pay-per-view, when it was House of Black versus two-thirds of Death Triangle, when it was uh, Pac, Penta, and uh, Eric Redbeard mm-hmm. on, the, on the buy-in, right, right. they, they tore it up. So, yeah. so I already knew that when you added Phoenix, you know, it was going to be nothing short of a certified banger mm-hmm. and that is exactly what it was the whole the whole julia hart thing and the varsity blondes like that shit took way too long to to finally unfold and out, yeah. Like this, yeah. yeah and they were fucking around with fuego del sol and it's like what, what are they what are they doing it was it was ugh. but i was i actually popped when julia popped out from from the from the from the blackness and spit the mist in, in the in Pac's eye mm-hmm. and uh, Malachi picked up the win. I was like, okay, this is over. We can move on. But I yeah. do want to say, I want to move on. The bit, yes, I want to move on. But I am pissed. We have not gotten any singles matches out of, out of these trios. I wanted to see Malachi versus Penta one on one. I wanted to see Brody yeah. King versus Pac one on one. Wait, wait, wait. You mentioned Brody King. I gotta put this out there before I forget. <laughs> Botchamania. Botchamania. Brody King. Brody. Brody King with your big ass. You big son of a bitch. He goes and tries. Notice I said tries. Tries to hit a plancha over the top rope onto whoever it was on the floor, Penta and Phoenix. It was, it, no, it was, it was all of them. They were all oh, out yeah, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they all had yeah. big ass. It was actually everybody was out there for the most part. He not only missed, he landed on the apron. <laughs> it's such a thud. <laughs> My back hurt for the next 20 minutes. That's how bad he landed on the ring. And I got to give it to Jim Ross for the line of the night in the match of the night when he said he assaulted the ring, you know, he assaulted the apron. That was, like, that was hilarious. Oh, <laughs> he almost it, completely it missed it everybody. Was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what? I've seen him hit that many times. For some reason tonight, he just, he just fucked it up and it, and it looked awful. It looked bad. Like, holy yes. shit, bro. <laughs> But outside of that botch, the match was fantastic. Um, it, it hit. I, I was a big fan. When I watched it, actually, I recorded it. When I go back to watch it again, I'm going to look for that match for sure. Um, uh, you, you, you know what? That That's the one downside to going to the theater to watch these pay-per-views. I can't watch them back. Yeah. You know, it's not like when I ordered. I think the last one I ordered was Full Gear. I think that was the last time I ordered a pay-per-view. The revolution in this one, I've been to the theater. But, um, you know, going back and being able to watch these matches again is fucking awesome. Because I've, I've watched that that that, uh, that cage match from All Out, Bucks and uh, Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. Ella times. Mm-hmm. 
awesome. There's going to be times where I'm like, tomorrow with my day off and my food already cooked, I'm going to kick back and watch this again because I miss shit taking notes. I'm not going to lie. That's the sucky part about having to prepare for the podcast. But I do miss some things because I'm not that bright. I need to look down and see what I'm right. Um, so, um, Pat hits a 450 on the Malachi and then there's some shenanigans and a pack ends up on the ring apron sitting on the top of it. And the lights go black for a good while. And as I already mentioned, no, we didn't mention that wasn't our, our pre-interview. Um, Julia Hart comes out, right? Yeah, no, I said it. I said no, he did say that. Okay, yeah, Julia, he went on about it too. Julia Hart comes out <laughs> with her face painted, and um, apparently now she's officially a member of the House of Black. She spits mist into Pac's face, and uh, they get the win. House of Black comes up with the win after that. So, um, after a fantastic match with some great work, Penta's always kicking ass. I believe it was Penta's son came out with them. Pinta Pequeno as, as is, is, that, is that who that was? I had no sure. idea who, 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 little, who little child that was. He was dressed like Pinta, so I was figuring it was his son. Oh, but, yeah. Um, that, that, made, that makes right. sense, yeah. So that was kind of neat. Um, great match, man. All these guys. I'm a fan of all those guys. I'm coming new to Brody King, and outside of his botch, he's solid. Um, great match. Great match, man. Oh, let's, yeah, I already said who won. So that's, that's how the match ended up. When the, and again, I guess they're moving on with the Julia Hart story. I don't know where it's going to go now, but yeah. I am ready for these trios titles. When they finally bring that on. I mean, they have so many trio teams. So I, yeah. I want to see House of Black versus Blackpool Combat Club that in the finals. You know, it don't have to be the finals. I just want to see them fucking fight that has because be that is going to tear the house down. Shout out Eula Weeder because Eula Weeder Eula Wheeler. <laughs> he's a, he's pretty good, actually. I'm starting to like dude. Okay, moving on. The Owen Cup match. We have Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. Um, okay. This is one of those matches where JJ talked about the bill being sucky. Um, I think for Adam Cole, Samoa Joe match, it should have been a much bigger build. It should have been a much bigger thing. Um, I think TK... I'm not gonna say he missed the ball on this one, but this could have been a huge match as far as further up there on the card. I think. Um, go ahead. What's uh, yeah, I uh, like I said earlier, I was not. Uh, I, I'm still. I am not a fan of, of the format of the Owen Hart tournament. I thought they were gonna do something a little different. You know, at first. Um, when they were doing all the qualifying matches, I thought, okay, we don't have a bracket yet. So maybe we won't have a bracket and they'll just play it like the wrestlers don't know who they're fighting and make it a little unpredictable. I was like, okay, I, I can get with that kind of. Mm-hmm. But then the game was standard brackets and it was like, all right, I mean, this is fine, I guess, but it's, just, it's, it's boring. We see brackets, standard brackets all the time. There was no like round robin. There's no like double elimination. It, it was just yeah. standard. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a regular old tournament, basically. And two of them, yeah. obviously. Um, okay, I'm going to say I expected more from these two, but I don't really think that was the case. As I look back, I think it was very hard to follow the, the previous matchup. And um, sticking them behind them, like, whoever was behind this match, it was going to be hard. I thought it took a while for the crowd to get into it because the the their triangle house of black match was so hyped the crowd was still coming down from that um 
they had some good back and forth. No, yeah, I mean, you know I thought the match was, was, match was really good. I just thought it could have been better with Samoa Joe and Adam Cole, right? And and yeah, also, okay, thought, I agree with you see what I'm saying? I expect, yeah. and it meant, again, the expectation for those two is really high. And so maybe they didn't live up to the standard that I set for them. But but also, I thought the match was hurt by the uh, time. Also, um, there was a lot going on around this match with the... Um, God, no, that came later. Well, yeah, there was a lot going on because the presentation came right after this match. The um, the trophy presentation was long as shit. So <laughs> I think there was a, a lot to constrain on time between the two the two Owen Hart Cup matches, and I noticed this match went kind of quick. Not kind of quick, but definitely shorter than I thought it should have been. What do you think? But, you, but you know what? Um, I thought the match like I thought it was fine. I didn't like. I didn't hate. I didn't hate the match length. Although I thought it was perfectly fine for me. Could have been a little longer. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I mean, I, I thought Samoa Joe. I thought he was going to kick out of out, out of uh, out of Adam Cole's finisher. That 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 that, 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 that first mm-hmm. one. Uh huh. But when he just got got the one two three, I was like, all right. I mean, good match. It didn't really. It, it didn't kick into like the high gear that that Adam Cole matches usually kick into. Exactly. I agree. He didn't hit that third level of Adam Cole match. Yeah, and, and on top of that, I didn't, I didn't like Bobby Fish get getting involved. I, I thought yeah. he was going to get involved in the Kyle O'Reilly Darby Allen match, and that would have made a little more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But having because you you know you had Samoa Joe with this whole arm injury thing going into the going into the match, right? And I thought they were going to play off that a little more. I thought Adam Cole was going to like. Hit him with a chair behind the right, behind the ref's back or something, and like make him submit or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, in the arm like it kind of played a factor, but not really. Not really. And then Bobby, yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of interference anyway. But if it makes sense, okay, that's why. If he would have interfered in the Darby Allen match, I'd be like, all right, whatever. Right. But for an Owen Hart tournament, I thought it should have just been a clean finish. And it wasn't. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. But it was, I mean, I liked the match. I didn't hate or anything. It was just, it was fine. For the listeners out there, Bobby Fish interferes in the match by yanking Joe's arm, basically. And it plays into his arm being injured. And then Adam Cole comes in and catches Joe with the boom knee. And that's how the match pretty much ends. And uh, Adam Cole is your winner of the very first, the inaugural Owen Hart Cup. Um, so, Which I do think yeah. is the right choice. When I when when he when he qualified, I was like, he is the winner of this tournament, and no one else. So I pretty much I'm, I'm fine with him winning. And as as we'll find out who the winner is, who we all figured out by now of the next match, it would have been weird to have Joe standing there with her. So yeah, it made sense with those two standing there. I was hoping that like Johnny Wrestling and Candice LeRae would come out after that or something. That would have been dope, but. All right. That's what I I had a feeling that was going to happen. I'm surprised it did. That would have been the thing to do right there. I've been perfect because, yeah, I think the match between um, Gargano and Cole obviously is going to be fire. I like Candice LeRae a lot too. So her and Britt Baker oh, yeah. have a fire match yeah. too. Um, um, speaking of Britt Baker, Britt uh, Baker, her, her match with uh, Ruby Soho. Which we are to now? I thought Soho should have won. Hmm. Um, granted, it, I mean, it does look, I guess, good to have Britt Baker, Adam Cole, you know, the power couple stand up there as, right. as the first winners, mm-hmm. but I, 
I just feel like Ruby Soho takes too many losses. And 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 if they were telling the story of her like always coming up short, I'd be fine with that. But they're not really telling that story. They 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 say it like Ruby will mention every now and then. Mm-hmm. But they don't really tell that story. It's like she just loses and then she'll disappear. And so it's like when she came in, she won the Battle Royal, then she fought Britt Baker at Grand Slam. She lost. She said that Britt has a receipt coming to her. All right. But then she didn't really do anything after that. And then the TBS tournament comes up. She makes it to the finals, loses to Jade, which I expected. And then she didn't really do anything after that. And then the Owen Hart tournament comes, and I thought the story was going to be Ruby beating three former champions and finally getting her, finally getting her her, her, her flowers, so to speak, right. and getting a, a finally a, a, a big win. But she lost, and it's like, okay, I understand that she always comes up short, but. You, but they're not really telling that story the best they could. So it's kind of like telling that story. Uh, it's just happening constantly, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. They're not telling the story. It's just happening constantly, right. <laughs> and that there is a big difference between that. Right. So with the match, um, a good match, really good match. What do you expect from Britt Baker and Ruby Soho? Basically, um, I thought this match was better than the last match with Adam Cole and Samoa. Oh. Um, oh, you thought it was better than Adam Cole? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say better, but I do think this was better than the Grand Slam match. Yeah, I thought this told a better story in that. Yes, I thought yeah, this told I a agree. better story. I was very much into the story they were telling, just like you were saying with Ruby always coming up short. I was thinking it was going to be a Ruby win. I really was too, actually. But then later on, as you see the presentation, it made sense for, for Britt to win the match. But I was Yeah, totally they thinking, both come out wearing, wearing pink and black. Right. Yeah. But I was totally thinking the same thing, like Ruby's going to get her come up and finally. But, so, you know, it ends the way it ends. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, that end was a callback to the uh, WrestleMania match between Brett and Owen Hart. With the uh, victory mm-hmm. roll being with the reversed. victory roll, yeah, yep. The victory roll got reversed. Um, let's see, Ruby Soul hits a victory roll. Britt Baker reverses it and pins her. And then, um, and I'm I'm going to say this wasn't a hint to a, a face turn, but more to uh, respect and Owen thing. Britt Baker offers Ruby Soho her hand and helps her stand up. And I, I figured that was more to do with the tournament and Martha and things like that, as more so than a, a face turn because. Breaker as a heel is what we need. I don't, I don't want to see. Yep, I completely agree. So that's how oh. that match ends. Go ahead. Oh wait, one point I do want to make. Britt Breaker, she had a promo before the match when she said that she's going to win because Doctor Martha Hart is, is a professional, and professional women like they kind of like stick to something about both of them being, being doctors and, you know, it'll, it'll look better for the tournament if she wins. And I was like, that's a really good character beat right there. And they didn't put that on TV. Like yeah, it, it's yeah, it, like yeah. they, they didn't have like those, like they didn't, they didn't have those intricate character stories involved this tournament. Like Ruby should have made it a point like, Hey, the first person I'm fighting Riho, she was the first ever AEW champion, but they never, I don't, but that wasn't 
overtly told. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't even know if they mentioned it at all. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They, they didn't. They didn't tell that story of Brit facing Riho, and she would have faced um, Sheeta of another former champion, and then she fights Britt Baker, another former champion. They could have done that, which they didn't. They didn't mention about Britt being a doctor, just like Doctor Martha Hart. You know, they t- they said that promo on YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, it's just little things like that that can just make a story that much better. That that's mm-hmm. what I mean when I say the build for this pay per view was either meh or shit because they just miss certain things like that. Definitely, definitely could have been done a whole lot better. But again. I don't know what story they were trying to tell. Their in match, as far as like what TK was trying to tell, but the in match story between Ruby and Brett was awesome. I thought they did a great yes. job. Uh, yes, so really good match. Really good match. So following that, we had the presentation presentation of the trophy from Martha Hart. And damn, this was long. Martha Hart goes on to make the most long and boring ass speech. No disrespect. No disrespect to my man Owen. Um, Martha Hart goes on to make just the longest speech. Talks about Owen mostly. Doesn't really put over the wrestlers or the company. (laughs) These are your words, not mine. Um... I will not be saying anything about the about the speech being longer boring. I oh. thought the speech was awesome. The speech was great. Um I loved Ooh. every bit of it. Uh yes, and, and those belts look fucking awesome. Oh, the belts. So during the trophy presentation, they're both given belts. So I heard the announcer say the belts were theirs, theirs to keep, so I don't see them defending these belts or anything like that. But they were giving. Oh no! I mean, what, what is what is there to actually defend? They want to turn. I'm hoping they defend. don't. Yeah. I'm hoping they don't go yeah. that route. And there's then, nothing to defend. It's right. like a it's like a it's like a trophy, but instead agree. of a trophy, they, they get a belt. Thought. And then there was also a big trophy that's like a Stanley Cup style trophy that they're going to have that mm-hmm. is engraved on. And uh, Martha, <laughs> there were two handles on the trophy. I think what she was supposed to do was to hand the trophy over to Britt and um, Adam Cole, but she just held it herself and shook it up and then took it back and set it back down. <laughs> <laughs> you know I what? Think, I didn't think about that, right? but probably. I think the shot was supposed to be both winners holding up the trophy. <laughs> but Martha probably. took it and held it up herself, was like, fuck yeah, and she put it back down. <laughs> That was just something I noticed. (laughs) It was something. Oh, but I'm glad it was over. Uh, (laughs) And then we moved on. You hating? You hating? (laughs) That was just funny. The whole segment was like talk about bringing the show down. (laughs) It was just like Owen was a great guy. He brought the show down. Now. Shout out to the audience for um, not thinking like me. They're way more mature. And they were shouting out all and cheering the whole time. So, you know, it went yes, on. Yes, well. as you're supposed to. It Put some respect well. on that man's name and on, <laughs> and, and on his widow's I name. Some respect on his widow's name and her boring, long ass speech that she gave. Oh, my. It was, it was not long <laughs> or boring. Go out, of your, go out of your way to watch this oh presentation. It was fire. It was fire. Uh, I enjoyed another plate of food. Okay. Now, 
<laughs> now we have the men of the year versus um, Frankie uh, Kazarian, Sammy. Do we Kyle have Kyle. to talk about this? Oh, uh, see, I knew it was. T- now I've I have dubbed Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti as Tammy. Now that's Tammy. Um, <laughs> so uh, this match, man. Uh, you know what? Go ahead. Tell me what you're thinking about. Uh, you, you know what? I'm not going to complain about seeing Paige Van Zandt and, and Ty Conti on, on 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 my on my screen because damn, they look good. Facts. But Facts. but this is a wrestling show, and I want to see <laughs> some goddamn wrestling. And you, but you know what? I w- the match. Okay, I was only like half paying attention. I was like on my phone for this match a little bit, but when I looked up, it looked like it was kind of good. It looked like it was all right, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't give a shit. I was I like, I, I'm, I'm tired of this. I hate Dan Lambert. He has the he has the wrong kind of heat with me. He has <laughs> that he has that Baron Corbin <laughs> Miz go away heat with me. Get off I my TV. Dan Lambert. I love I, Dan Lambert so much. I really enjoy <laughs> Mid of the Year together. I enjoy Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page as as, as singles competitors. And I, I would love them a lot more without Dan Lambert. The, that, it, that, that's really what it is. It, it really is Dan Lambert. Now, granted, this build was dog shit. This was like Cody Rhodes dog shit. Okay, here's my problem with this build. Who was the heels? I'm sorry, who were the faces? Excuse me. Who were the faces? Frankie Kazarian. He was and they the brought him in at the Everyone end. Everyone else was a heel. Everyone else was a heel. They brought him in at the end. Everyone else was a heel. So you had a yes. two heel, and obviously we've seen, you know, good heel versus heel matches, but this wasn't supposed to be that. I don't think they had that intention. It was just that. No, of course not. Tammy was so obnoxious that. People started, people started hating on him. And so you had literally like, what, six fucking heels in the ring with poor Frankie Kazarian trying to do his best to work a match and make it make sense. Um, it wasn't a bad match. Uh, Ty Conte came out looking like Maleficent. It was it was cool, right? It was cool. But, yeah, that, that, that was cool, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, and so Sammy and, and Ty Conte are really playing up the heels part. And we see that, and I, I think it had to make that shift because they're going to get booed out the building either way. And so they played into it throughout the match. They did things in the match like make out and shit. And at one point, Frankie Kazarian gets pissed and walks away, but he comes back. And when Sammy accidentally hits Taya Conte, he of course oh, uh, he obliterated her. <laughs> he nails her. Right? He he did the Hulk Hogan like taking Elizabeth out the ring, and he took her out, and then um. Um, what you call it? Scorpio Sky hits the um, RKL basically and wins the match. TKO. TKO. Not, not Diamond the RKL, Cutter. TKO. Diamond Cutter. It was the TKO. Was that what it? Oh, it sure was a TKO, huh? That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. It was a TKO. Um. Um. Anyways, Paige. Paige Van Zandt. She looked. She looked all right. I mean, like like I said, I only like half paid attention. So maybe she was shit. I just saw like the few good parts she had. I don't know. She's all right. I mean, you know what? They kept her stuff really short. If you remember, and they basically had her not do too much. Entire content kind of fed her, basically. 
So it was, you know, they kept it short, and she, you know, she had a couple of things. She looked fine. She didn't look lost. She looked confident, and they didn't ask her to do a whole lot. So it was cool. And you know what? Even though this was probably the worst storyline going into this pay per view, I I do like this 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 new heel Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. I mean, it's it's obnoxious, but it's also funny at the same time. So I do want to see their next feud, but this whole mid of the year thing and American Top, like it just didn't work with with them. It was. It was serious channel changing with me. And get Dan Lambert the fuck off TV. He ruins everything. It's it's fucking Dan Lambert. More Dan Lambert. Okay. (laughs) Next up. Fuck him. More Dan Lambert. Next up was Darby uh, Darby Allen versus Kyle O'Reilly. And this match was like kind of squeezed in there at the last minute. And I was actually looking forward to it because I'm a Kyle O'Reilly fan. I think he's a hell of a worker. Um, Darby Allen's going to do something crazy in the match So I was looking forward to it And it was a good match Again, um, it was a solid match I enjoyed it actually Darby Allen, he is a underrated wrestler I mean, a mm. lot of people think he's just like This crazy daredevil He can actually wrestle yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's a really good wrestler And I actually thought it was going to be Darby Allen and Sting Versus uh, Red Dragon mm. but, I don't, but I don't know because of Sting's, I, and I don't I know if this Sting injury is real hurt. or safe. I think he might be he actually, might be actually okay. He so the, I don't know. Um, if, he missed the the, the um, fan event in Vegas too. He wasn't there, so I wonder oh, if okay. Sting wouldn't miss something like that. He might actually be injured. So yeah, so he probably is really injured, and um, so I'm only assuming it was supposed to be a tag team match, which would have made a lot more sense right. instead of just this random singles match. But you know, Darby Salvage did say he wanted to fight. Kyle O'Reilly because of what he did to to uh, to Sting. I'm like, all right, and I, I really like Kyle O'Reilly out of singles. He can work his ass off. So I was looking forward to this match, even, even though it came out of nowhere. It was like it could have been on TV, mm-hmm. on Rampage or Dynamite. Mm-hmm, totally, but totally. you know what? It was a damn good match. I don't I don't agree with Kyle O'Reilly beating him, beating Darby clean. I thought it would have made far more sense for Bobby Fish to get involved right here and cross Darby to win and then come back and do the tag team match later as things build up. But, you know, I'm not going to complain too much about O'Reilly picking up a singles win. That's fine. I like it. Okay, I got to mention, did you catch that um, that uh, Kyle O'Reilly nailed Darby Allen right in the face. Yes. How, how, how could I not catch that? He fucked him up. Yeah, he caught with a knee to the face. I don't know if it was his nose or his mouth, but there was blood all around. He was he was got he got jacked up, and of course Darby Allen, you know, he didn't flinch. He rolled right through it. So um, he hits a, a couple of sick moves. He hits a coffin drop. Um, Onto Kyle Riley while he was on the apron. It was like sick looking move, obviously. Something. Oh no, wait. Oh my God. Was this the move where he almost killed himself? Oh my God. Darby Allen goes to. Oh, that. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh my God. Uh, uh, fucking another botched suicide guy. What was going on tonight? Time. Holy Ooh, shit. I, I had to stop for a second. Okay, so I was going to know Darby Allen moves like a mile a minute, and he goes through the ropes to hit Kyle O'Reilly, who's on the outside and up against the uh, the um, 
the sideboard thingies, right? And again, the barricade, yeah. The, the, barricade. the bar- He's yeah. up against the barricade. So apparently, as you look back, as Darby Allen flies through the bottom rope, his foot clipped the rope, and he tumbled, landed head and shoulder first into the mat like solid. Bam! Now, it just so happened as he did it, his legs clipped Colorado. I think they legitimately hit him in the head. <laughs> yeah, like he, he really he got hit. Tumbled, <laughs> yeah, and then he clipped Kyle O'Reilly with his leg. It was it was, it was nasty. Ugly. He literally lay on the mat motionless. He being Darby Allen, motionless for a minute just because the landing was sick. Oh, God. And I thought Kyle O'Reilly was selling it because, you know, he, he know that Darby needed some, some help or he, Darby needed a little bit of time. But also think he got his ass kicked in the head and he was hurt for a second too. <laughs> so you he, know what? <laughs> yeah, that that was just a running theme of this night. It was it was either a botched suicide dive or a fucking ugly looking sharpshooter. I forgot to mention this. Oh, me in, too. In, in, in oh the, my god! So that Ruby Soho with that Soho's ugly, ugly ass sharpshooter, and she was oh. not the only one that pointed out an ugly say, ass sharpshooter. Why was that the theme of the night of awful sharpshooters? Oh my god! <laughs> What the Ugly hell? sharpshooters and botched suicide ties. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, my God. I was totally going to bring that up during the last match, too. Like, Ruby, just real quick, going to fall back to the Ruby Soho match. She applied yes. this ugly-ass, crap-looking sharpshooter that she had the nerve to drag Britt Baker from the ropes from and reapply the same ugly-ass sharpshooter. I don't get it. I can literally see how the move is done as, like... And they don't do it right. How do they not get that right? I'm so confused. I, I don't know. And he, and I, Bret Hart is my favorite wrestler of all the times. Num- number one, numero uno. All right. So when I see some shit like an ugly sharpshooter, I take it personally. Oh man, it was terrible. It was, and again, we saw this throughout the night, but we're going to jump back into the Darby Allen Colorado match because we got distracted by that by that awful awful um, crap of a show. Yes. So yes. I'm sorry, I got stuck on it because it was really that bad. Um, so uh, let's see. Let me flip my page. Uh, Kyle Riley hits three like punt like kicks. To Darby Allen and then um, hits a dri- uh, diving knee drop to um, Allen for the win. So Kyle Riley wins away. the match, right? Bombs away. Kyle Riley wins the match. My first thought actually was like, "Oh wow, Darby Allen lost." I didn't really expect that, but I also think Kyle Riley needed the win. Um, he lost all his other matches, and I'm a fan of his work, so. I see he needed to win. I don't really think it hurts Darby Allen at all. He's pretty much a made man in AEW right now. So, Carl already needed that one more than Darby. So, kudos. Good match by the two. So, really, really good match by the two. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. Next match up was the women's world title match. Yeah, Serena D versus Thunder Rosa. Can I just say that Thunder Rosa came out looking like a cross between a flower child and a dominatrix. She had this weird outfit on, dude, and it was just like, okay. And then Serena D, she's a hell of a worker. 
Um, this is a good match. This is a good solid match. Um, I was feeling yeah. Thunder Rose's outfit. I personally <laughs> liked it. I liked it. Because <laughs> you like Dominatrix. That's why. <laughs> and I'm talking bitches out there like that, but, but I do. I do. <laughs> um, solid match, man. Um, you can't go wrong with these two. Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. Um, what's your take on the match? Uh, I think this is probably Thunder Rosa's second best match in AEW. I think the first one being uh, her lifetime match with, uh, with Britt Baker last year. Yeah. I think that's her best match. But I think this one with... Um, why not just blank on her name? Um, uh, Serena D. Serena D. Serena D. Who came out to new theme music tonight, which I, I like a lot better. Um, yes, this is her second best match in AEW. I thought they put on a wrestling clinic. Uh, there was no yeah. weapons or no fuckery like that. It was just two badass women in there mixing it up. Like I said, a running theme of ugly ass sharpshooters. Was this the what, what, what did Serena D put ugly ass sharpshooter in this match or was it Thunder? So I think it was D I who put out ugly ass sharpshooter in this match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, but she yeah, but, but besides had a nice that, great match though. She had a sick looking ace crusher, I thought, from the top rope. And she had a nice looking yes. stretch muffler going on there. But again, we know when I saw this match at the end, I was thinking oh, that was a world title fight. It had um they knew how to work a world title match style. And it was just a damn good match. It was really, really um uh And, and you know what, Tariq, the the, the, uh, the, uh, the best part of the match, the crowd was hot for it because yeah. the build for this dog shit. Fucking awful build, and I'm so glad the crowd was into it because I like Serena D. I like Thunder Rosa. I knew they were going to put on a great match, and I'm and I'm glad, despite the awful build, that that that, that the crowd didn't completely shit all over this. I'm glad they didn't like go silent for it. I'm glad the crowd was still into it. Yeah, Thunder Rosa actually has some good promos in here. Some of her best promo work, I thought. Um, but outside of that, I don't know. Serena didn't come off to me as a not as a threat, but she she came off to me as whiny instead of like a badass. So let's let's play her up as a badass more. But um, good match, really, really, really solid match. And um, hell, that that was a that was a um, this is wrestling on my on my scale. I have a whole new scale and rating system. That one gets a this is wrestling champ. All right, uh, I, I know nothing about this rating scale. Oh, the rating scale. Okay, the rating scale. The rating scale. We'll get into that later. But um, this is wrestling. This is wrestling. That's what she. Is that, is that like? Is that like top? Is that like five out of five? That, that was the, yeah, that's the top one. The, All um, right. <laughs> okay. The, the, if it's okay, the match is like. And I'll take that back. If it's a good match, you know, but didn't blow me away, then it's okay. Okay, and that's what that is. So this was a vicious <laughs> recipe. So all right, <laughs> next up is the Anarchy in the Arena match. You had Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz, Moxley and Danielson versus uh, the uh, the Jazz, the Jericho <laughs> Asshole <Yes>. Society, <laughs> Jericho Appreciation Society. Um, funny, I thought it was hilarious that Justin Roberts starts out by saying. Um, Shit's about to hit the fan. That's how you open it. I was like, wow, you went there, Justin Roberts. I'm not mad at you. So that was cool. Um, 
That was a good call. Yeah, go ahead and get into this. Oh, first of all, let me say, the Jericho Appreciation Society, uh, Jericho, uh, Hager, Daniel Garcia, you got Babyface. Who's that dude with the Babyface? Uh, the little chimney you face, have, uh, you have cheek. Daddy Magic, Matt Magic. Bernard, and Cool Hand, Angelo Parker. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, they came out looking like the Backstreet Boys. What the fuck? Yes. Which... <laughs> And I laughed my ass off when I saw them coming all wearing Kango hats and shit. All dressed in all white. What all white Kango hats on backwards. <laughs> with like jackets with patches on the back. It was just really fucking, fucking ridiculous. But they look so I, I love it. It was awesome. And, and yes. now you know what's so funny? Now I think about it. The all white helps highlight all the blood in this match because it was fucking oh, insane. Yeah. But um, they, I, I, it was all for the heat, obviously, and it was great. I love what they did with their outfits. That was one of the funny things about it. Um, this match was fucking sick. Uh, go ahead, Jim. Yeah. Um, this match brought me back to some good old-fashioned ECW. That's exactly what I ECW. thought about. They had they had Moxie's music playing for a portion of the okay, match. That I was think it looped to piss twice. Me off, actually, it looped twice. Yeah. It was trying to piss me yeah. off. Yeah. Like, okay, when it, when it played when it played the first time, I was like, okay, this is awesome. And then it looped around. I'm like, all right, it's kind of cool, but we can cut it now. As soon as I thought that Jericho cut the shit off, I'm right. like, okay, he almost became the, Jericho almost became the biggest baby face in the arena by cutting the music off. Yeah, because I mean, I, I did not want them to play that song again. Oh, it's like, God. okay, we had it once, that that was fine. Second time, like, all right, it's cool, whatever, but so we don't need. We should explain yeah. that this is playing as the match was going on. Yeah, it was it was complete. I mean, it, it was anarchy. It was yeah. anarchy. Yeah. It was it was it was it was fuckery, and it was awesome. And I had a damn good time watching this match. It brought me back to thinking about the fucking gangsters when at ECW when, when they music would hit, come out beating the shit out of people. Music uh-huh. still playing, yeah. and they're yeah, still beating point. shit out of people. Really good point. The Road Warriors would do that too. They would come out with their music playing yes, and beat the shit yes. out of the team. <laughs> And stomp their ass and like pretty much leave before the music hit the second verse. But yeah, that was exactly what that was a callback to. I give you that one. Um, I was happy it was over, but it was oh man, babyface, your boy Magic. He was busted up maybe what three minutes into the match. He, yeah, his face he was. Like he had that crazy mask, <laughs> the red mask going like three minutes in. Like what the hell, yo? It was the song was only playing the first time, and he was already busted open. Um, a bit of a clusterfuck at times. I thought that with the music playing, we didn't hear the uh, commentators letting us know what was going on in the match in different spots in the arena. So it was hard to kind of follow everything for the first guess, six minutes of that goddamn song. But um, it was just a lot of fun shit. Just like like you said, in the old, old school ECW, all through the arena, um, uh, Eddie Kingston and his crew, they came out through the audience, basically, and they just started to fight. And it just they went at it with busting people up and and hitting people with shit and everything. They, there was a table spot. Somebody got power bombed and um, and I said yeah, there were a few table spots. Yeah, there's a few tables, but it, it was going on all over the arena, so it was a bit hard to follow. At one point, um, Eddie Kingston and uh, Daniel Garcia are on the um, concourse and they're fighting, and it's pretty awesome. I missed the whole mustard spot somehow. I don't know unless it was. 
played later. There was a yeah, no, they, yeah, they, 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 they didn't that, show right? that first. It, show? It, it was just it was just Matt, it was just Matt Menard showing a fucking muscle. I was like, what the fuck happened to him? But they went back and showed it. Like, exactly. Yeah. All of a sudden, Matt Menard comes out with like mustard all over him. I'm like, what the fuck? And they later show in the concourse area, like, and this is by where like there's food being sold and the audience, the people are there and they're watching and they're like hitting each other with mustard. It was it was actually cool. It was hilarious. Um, at one point, I guess Mox gets in the ring and starts unscrewing one of the turnbuckles. I was like, oh, he's going to use that as like some sort of weapon. No, he unscrews the entire top fucking rope. Yes. <laughs> Whole top rope gone. Whole top fucking rope taken down. I was like, oh, that's what we're doing. And he basically hits Jericho with it, and you know, they're fucking each other up. Um,. A bloody Kingston comes down to the ring after being like choked and dragged and had all these things done. Oh, hold on, Danny oh, wait, wait, wait! Go you you, you got to set this. You got to set this up. Okay, go for it. Eddie Kingston and Dan, and Daniel Garcia are fighting in this freight elevator, and then the elevator closes. We don't see them for uh, for a good little while. And we go to the ring and we see Mox and Danielson fighting with Jericho and Hager. And after a few minutes, fucking Eddie Kingston just comes stumbling out with his just his day with his glazed look over his like he just looked crazy as fuck carrying a a can of gasoline like he's ready to burn the whole goddamn building down. He looked like a fucking madman, and you knew some shit was about to go down, and it. It, it almost did. He rolled to the did. ring. He starts dumping gasoline over Jericho and Brian. Brian gets up. What the fuck are you doing? They start battling. The whole shit breaks down. You know, when this match first started, it was like goofy kind of fun. Uh-huh. But then when Kingston came out with, with, with that gasoline, <laughs> shit got real then. There, there was no real. more goofy <laughs> shit then. There, it, it was no more fun. It was like, oh was shit, this is serious fire. now. He's about to set a motherfucker on fire. He wasn't playing at that point. <laughs> so, and you know what? Well, when that happened, I was like, okay, I fully expect Yas to to, to win this match and uh-huh. go on to um, have a, a blood and guts match. But I thought it was going to be Jericho once again, like throwing some sort of fireball in Kingston's face and fucking him up again. But that didn't happen. You know, one thing that disappointed me is after Kingston's um. It's promo. I wanted to see more between him and Jericho. I thought they would fight through the arena. It's, I was hoping that was yeah, the case. Yeah. It, was, it, it wasn't, it wasn't nearly shit. enough Jericho no, Kingston fight. That's what I wanted. Not, not nearly enough. And maybe they're saving that for later, but that's what I think this match should have been, especially at the pay-per-view. It should have gotten a whole lot of Eddie Kingston and Jericho just beating the bloody hell out of each other. So, but in any case... But, hold on, wait, 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 but they can tell that story. You can have Kingston come out and say, there was too much fuckery going on. I couldn't get my hands on you. Let's get inside a blood and guts cage and let's really go at it. There's no more of this all over the arena bullshit. We're confined to one area. That's true. That, he, he could, he could spin that. And then, yeah, hopefully there's there. I want that to, to continue that storyline to continue based on Eddie Kingston's promo earlier tonight, because I want him to beat the shit out of Jericho now. So, Let's, hope, let's see where that goes. Completely agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get to the finish. We got um, Chris Jericho has who the fuck did he have? He had Brian Danielson and a half crab, and then um, yeah. Jake Hager comes with 
Now, the ring, the top rope, okay, the, uh, hooks yes. the top rope, a piece of it, basically, onto the neck and mouth of Brian Danson. So they have him in, like, you know, the, the double teaming him, basically. And, yeah, choking um, the shit out of him. Out it's of basically him. Jericho with, with the half crab on, on, a, on a Brian Danielson and, and um, Jake Hager choking the shit out of him. Right. And, uh, and, and, he, and he passes out, and the match is over. And that's how the match ends. And so, Which I'm fine with. I, I, I like I said, I fully expected Yas to win, so I'm good. My only issue, my only uh, uh, nitpick was I wanted more of Eddie Kingston and Jericho fighting. But it could mm-hmm. be we can also see where this leads to them having a real sick match to, to end off this feud. Okay, so and this is where I'm going to need some help from you, my guy. I'm trying to introduce a new guy. Who was that? Yes. Andrade El Andrade Idolo. El Idolo. I guess they take this before he got married, because as we all know, um, him and Charlotte. Maybe got married. him and Charlotte. Congratulations <laughs> to them. Congratulations. Hey, yes. Congratulations, congratulations to, to Conrad. Up for, for the married couple. Congratulations to uh, the Podfather Conrad for probably having his first Mexican uh, uh, voiced podcast. I'm sure he's going to do that next. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Hello, this is Conrad. Come on, Diaz. God, that is such. I don't. That is such an odd pairing. When you think of Come Conrad on, Thompson as, as the father-in-law, I mean, as as a son-in-law of of a, of a, of a Rick Flair, it's just odd. I don't know why it is, but whatever. You're now and him, um, Andre, are brother-in-laws. <laughs> yes. Now Andrade and Conrad Andrade. Thompson are are brother-in-laws. It is a wild world, man. But anyways, so. I love me some Andrade. I have been a fan of this man before he was in WWE when he was La Sombra in CMLL mm. when he was part of Los Ingobernables. Oh, LIG. Okay. Okay. I forgot and, uh, that. That's right. That's right. And I have been wanting to see him hook back up with Tetsuya and uh, uh, Naito and reform LIJ somehow, some way. But I have also when 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 uh, when uh, when a Ring of Honor closed down and all their contracts went up for for free agency, I have been wanting Roosh with Andrade. I want Roosh and Bandito with Andrade. Those three to have this new version of Los Ingobernables in AEW. So. I'll set this up. Andrade, he's doing his promo about the, about the Andrade family office being losers because they are. That shit sucked. I've been saying it I sucked never for got months. That I never understood that pairing at all. God, it sucked. God. Yeah. And I am so glad that Tony Khan is fixing this because Andrade is too good to be stuck in that bullshit stable. I like Private Party. I like Butcher and Blade, but that faction was not working. It did not make sense so, at all. Yeah. So what we're saying is, in, Andrade, yes, he, he brings in his new business partner, yes. for, for former Ring of Honor world champion, the White Bull, Roosh, and I am ready to see him tear it up. As, as you were talking, I remember, I was like, ah, that's who that was. That was Roosh. Okay, damn it. Yes. I could not think of his name, but yes. That's what that was. It was cool to see him there, um, knowing there's a history between the two. It's, this should take off big time for Andrade. 
now because his storylines up to this point have been like lackluster at best. So this should be cool. Yes, he has had a very lackluster run. He's put mm. on some great matches, but the storylines have been very. I'm not going to hit him. It's been very missed for the most part. He has um, one of the best matches of all time in NXT. With him and Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Oh man, okay. I still so, think about that match. That was a hell of a match. Yeah. So the dude can can tear it up with anybody. Well, you know, any, yeah, anybody. Shit. Yes. Um, so that was cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to see now. Now that I was reminded who that is, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where that goes. Next up, we had a minute of the year promo with uh, Dante comes in. He's basically going to challenge uh, Scorpio Sky for the uh, TNT title. And yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. I mean, I, I like Dante Martin. Yeah. He's cool. Sucks it up to his brother. I mean, hope hope his I brother Darius gets well soon. That car accident. Um, shout out to him. Uh, yeah, but I like Dante Martin. I mean, he's you know he's not like high on the list that I want to see in a singles match or whatever. But you know, it's it, it's uh, it's uh, inoffensive. So right. you know, and yeah. and Scorpion needed somebody to challenge him. So that's what that's about. Yeah, I, I think they'll have a really good match. All right. Next up, which was another fire match. I got to say, I'm enjoying this one, too. The show is good. Even with the stuff that isn't great, the show is good. Um, the World Tag Team title match. You had my guys, Hobbs and Starks. I'm a big fan of Ricky Starks. Oh, yeah. That's And you have uh, Swerve and Keith Lee. And you have, Lou, I'm sorry, uh, Jurassic... Fuck, what was her name? Express. Thank you. Express. Express. <laughs> Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. So, um, hell of a good match. Everybody put on a good show. Keith Lee is a star. I tweeted this out and it was like retweeted and liked by a lot of people. I tweeted out that uh, Keith Lee needs to have a world title run at some point. Maybe not today or tomorrow, but it needs to happen. He's a fucking star. I'm a huge fan. Um, what you think of this match, man? I thought yeah. this was really so good. So we all know that I love me some 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 Keith Lee. Not that Bearcat bullshit. I love <laughs> Limitless Keith Lee. However, I now fully understand that Tony Khan doesn't immediately push his new signing straight to the moon. So I didn't think that I, I wanted Lee and Swerve to win because I, I really enjoy Swerve. Mm-hmm. But I figured they're not going to win because they're they're still new and TK he doesn't do that. No. So mm-hmm. I really thought tonight was a night that Team Taz was going to win. I thought Starks and Hobbs would take up that win. So did I. Um, but you know what? I don't hate the fact that Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy are still taking champions. I mean, they kind of bore me as champions. I, I... I've never been the biggest uh, fan of them. Jungle Boy is 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 getting better. Please don't let him touch a mic ever. But um, you know what? You know what I think it is. They, they they haven't had like like they haven't had a a real great storyline. They put on some been. great matches, None. Yeah. but they haven't had like a they haven't had like like one really great storyline. That's what they're missing. Facts. They but I, I can understand yeah. why some people are getting bored, and you and others are getting bored with it. Personally, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I actually was really hoping that Hobbs and Starks is going to win this one, because uh, then you would have some some more a uh, match between Swerve and Lee, and also more of um, Hobbs on the mic. There's nothing to Jurassic Express right now. They're just kind of there. 
They're like, they're, and even in this match, it felt like they were the other team. <laughs> and they're the world Yeah, time, I mean, right? it, it really was team cast feuding with, 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 a, with a Lee and Swerve. And then Dress Smith comes out, we'll, we'll challenge you guys. Like, yeah. All right, whatever. Whatever, dude. <laughs> right. Real time, I guess. But yeah. And so, um, good match. I thought it was Ricky started this hilarious, like, strutting while he was walking the top rope. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking hilarious. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty much everything that dude does, I'm a fan of. He's a fucking shit to me. Um, let's see. Was this a, oh, God. Hobbs suplex. No, no, no. It was this move that uh, Swerve and Keith Lee did where Swerve is holding Keith Lee's hand. He gets it to the top rope. And then does a backflip <laughs> off of Keith yes, Lee's chest. Yes, off Keith Lee's chest. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Like, what the fuck? Fuck, man. man. This oh match was fucking awesome. Yeah. I cannot say enough good things about this match. Um, this is, you know, there, there were a lot of great matches. I don't know. I think House of Black versus Death Triangle was match of the night. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this one. You know, if someone said this match is right for them, I'm not going to argue that. This match was fucking I was fire. The same I love thing. this match. I was going to say, if you said this was the match that was matching night, you wasn't going to get an argue out of me either. And I was thinking that midway through the match, like, huh, I may have to take that one back already. Damn it, this match was really good. Uh, I like all the competitors. Now, like you said, I don't think there's a lot of story to Jurassic Express, but they always put on to get matches. They had some cool spots with, like, um, all the big men in the ring at one time. We had Hobbs, Lee, and, and Luchasaurus all there, staying each other down. And they hitting some sick moves on each other. It was just a good all around match. Um, just for the audience listening, um, Luxor Express wins with what their finishers are called. I have no idea what their finisher is called. Um, uh, Jurassic Express. That's know. their finisher. Yeah. They yeah, win. I believe that's what it is. Who they pin? They pin Swerve. They win by pinning Swerve. Um, yeah, they pin Swerve. Yeah. Pin Swerve. And so, well, I will look again. I really was thinking that Hobbs and Stark was going to win this one. Um, oh, 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 yeah. oh. Yes. Um, we said that the running theme of this night was botched suicide dives and ugly ass sharpshooters. However, Keith Lee bucked that trend because uh, yeah. he had a fucking dive that was like, my God. Thank what you for you mentioning doing? that. I actually retweeted <laughs> that. Yeah. the landing on that shit. I retweeted that when I saw it on, um, on AEW's Twitter feed. That Keith Lee hits a perfect, uh, suicide dive over the top rope onto everybody. It was, it was picture perfect. Picture perfect. Clears the top rope. No problem. Big as he that, is. That right, that, that was shit. old school PWG oh right God, there. Yo, that was sick. It was really sick. I, I was, I popped big for that one. I'm glad you brought that one up. But, um, so I'm thinking that what the Hobbs and Starks and Keith Lee and Swerve continue, right? We got to go somewhere with those guys. We got, we need some sort of blow, some sort of blow off, right? I mean, they had one tag team match between Team Taz and, uh, Swerve and, and Keith Lee, but right. it was like, it was, it was, it was one of those fuck finishes. So, right. I mean, right. I would love to see them battle it out one more time and then move on, but we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Good world title fight. Um, if it's not the match of the night, it's definitely a strong number two, straight up so far. And again, it's on a good card, but so far, I, I thought those two matches are killing it. So now we come up to finally after a five and a fucking half hour show, 
good show, but it was long. God damn it, it was long. We finally come we to finally come CM to Punk. CM Punk. CM Punk. Versus the Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World title. Okay, now, real briefly, before I started the podcast tonight, I, I hopped on to, um, to social media to see what was being said. Now, if you're aware, the the internet community, the IWC, the internet wrestling community, has been battling back and forth for the last few months between AEW and WWE. Um, it's a lot of bullshit being said between both sides, and it's basically like a lot of trolling and a lot of hating on each side. So I always take this with a grain of salt. Um, as I popped on to my social media machine, and I started to read the comments, and people were shitting over CM Punk winning, and... They're talking about it was a botch of mania, um, a match, so many botches in the match. It was one funny botch we will get to. Um, me personally, I was never the biggest Adam Page fan. Never. Um, I was hoping this title run would come to an end, and I'm glad it did. Plus, the match, I thought the show needed a title change. So, um, I was, ex- what is that noise, goddammit? I, was ex- <laughs> what? No, I don't hear anything. Maybe it's me. Okay. No, it's you. It's you. Okay. It's me. I'm not doing anything. Okay, no, you're good. Okay, so um, the um, what did you think of the match? So I actually am a huge Adam Page fan. First off, I, I I really enjoy his work. I think his character work is awesome. I think his ring work is even better. Um, I think he's put on banger after banger after banger in, in his in his title reign. However, I do think that he shouldn't have held the belt this long. Mm-hmm. I think his story was all has always been his insecurities, and I think that after he. After he had that draw with with uh, with Brian Danielson the first time, I thought his second title defense against against MJF I thought it should have been I thought MJF should have beaten him in his in Hangman's second title defense. Gotcha. But instead, we got Hangman beating Brian, and then we have him do this boring ass mini feud with Lance Archer. I, I love Lance Archer, but he was not a incredible challenger. Mm-hmm. So. Given all that, his title reign, I've liked it, but I haven't loved it. I just, it, for me, it could have been a lot better. I'm not shitting on him. I'm not saying it was bad, but I'm saying it could have been better. Yeah, and yeah. if he, if he would have won this match, I would have been like, all right, I'm good with that. But the story they told in this match with Adam Page, his insecurities coming back up once again, mm-hmm. and that costing him the title, just mm, yeah. kiss. Yeah. Once again, Chef I mean, CM Punk's kiss. a pro. He's a pro. And they know how to tell a good story. Adam Page, I give him that. I think he does tell a good story in his matches. Um, the match was really good. Um, except for, but you know, well, before, well, before you get started, I want to say, for this to be the fucking main event after five and a half hours, the crowd was still hot, yeah. and, and I think the match delivered. Granted, Punk had a couple bad botches, but this was not as this was not a botching mania match. <laughs> it was no, it was only two bad CM Punch botches. Yeah, but that botch was, was awful. Was 
that, that, that was it. It wasn't no botchamania shit. That, ma- that match was pretty bad. Delivered. Okay, I gotta say what it was. So at, the, at one point, they're telling the story of they're both kind of trying to pull off each other's moves. CM Punk goes to hit a buckshot Larry and literally just lands on his ass as he hits the floor. <laughs> <laughs> he got back up and, and threw a clothesline. And I was like, at that point, Adam Page should have kicked him right in his face for doing this shit. But um, it was really ugly. Um, and what was the other one? Was there um, um, a top row? No, it, no, it was the, no, it was the same thing. Okay, so he he went for one buckshot Larry and he 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 didn't hit it. Right, he when when he landed, his his knees buckled, and then Adam Page like grabbed him, and they did some sort of like some sort of like like move or whatever, and it was like okay, they like reversed out of it, and then Punk tried to do it a second time, and then he fell on his ass. That's what it was. So, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't That's good. What it, was. it wasn't good. Um, but but you know what? It's not his move, so I'm fine. Like. Glyph, it, it was a botch. Right. But if it was Adam Page botching his own move, that's one thing. This is CM Punk botching someone else's move. So it's like, whatever. Like, it, it can add to the story of the match. It's not his move. So fuck it. <laughs> now that I do. Sorry, I had to adjust. Yeah. Motherfucker. All right. The fuck? Right. What are you doing over there? Shit, they got wires all over the place. All right. So, <laughs> um, after I'm sorry, that threw me off. After the botches and shit, they had a good match. Um, Paige went to hit to go to sleep, and Punk kicked out. Um, oh, shit. Pause. So basically, the match was good. It, um, like, I, like I was saying before, we got so rudely interrupted by the sound machine. But the um, there's a, a GTS by Adam Page. He hits that, and um, what you call it? Punk kicks out. Uh, Punk counters with the buckshot into the GT. I'm sorry. Page goes for a buckshot lariat, and Punk catches him for a GTS and hits that for the pin. New champ, new champ. Oh, hold on, wait, wait. We missed one crucial spot. What was the spot? I know I missed it. There was, there was a, 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 a ref bump, and then Adam Page grabs the title, and he's about to hit Punk, and he's looking at it, he's looking, he's about to hit Punk, but he can't bring himself to cheat, and he puts the belt down, and CM Punk grabs him, hits him with a go-to-sleep, and then he pins him for the win. I forgot that part. I got distracted. Yes, there was this long spot where you see Adam Page is considering um, hitting Punk with the belt. And he was doing some heelish things throughout the match, kind of like posturing to the crowd. And, and, you know, he wasn't full on heel, but I thought he was kind of pushing the envelope a little bit with the heel stuff. And, but you know what? This once Once again, this build could have been better. They built this match maybe like three weeks or so. But if you're going to do this match, okay, clearly the story was Adam Page being insecure that Punk was coming in more popular than 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 I than I he is. Yeah. I got that. But 
they didn't really tell that story leading up. They kind of alluded to it, but it was a. But the way they wrestled during this match, that's when I was like, okay, this is the story of Punk being. I mean, of Adam Page being insecure about Punk being more popular than him. They could have done. Uh, when I say they, Tony Khan could have did a whole lot better of having Adam Page like really seem insecure about Punk being more popular than him. And it could have been a much better build. Great match, but the build left a lot to be desired. No doubt. No doubt. Um, I think CM Punk being on top is a good thing. Um, yes, definitely. You know, it's in, I'm, I'm more interested to see where the world title picture is going now than I was prior to this. Um... I will agree with that. Um, like, like I said, I, I really like Adam Page, but I think he should have lost the belt earlier. Um, and now that he lost the belt, I'm very curious. I mean, I would have been curious either. I've been curious who the next challenger was. If Page won, I'm curious now that he lost, if Page is going to still be in a feud with, 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 uh, with Punk. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see what happens next. I want to see this next chapter for Adam Page, what he's going to do. I want to see what's happening with this title belt. I am very curious and interested to see what happens next. No doubt. No doubt. And that was the AEW um, Double or Nothing show. What was it year number three or four for this show? This, uh, this was the... Fourth Dublin, the first fourth. one was 2019. Yeah, it was so. the fourth one. Um, good show overall. Definitely gets a this is wrestling chant. Um, I enjoyed it from top to bottom. Outside of the botches, I still thought it was a fun match. I mean, a fun show. Um, what are your thoughts on the show as a whole? Overall, uh, top to bottom, this was one of the better pay per views. They could have cut out a couple matches. I think they could have cut out the uh, the trios mixed tag team match with American Top Team and all that. They could have cut right. out the Darby and um, Kyle O'Reilly match. Those those matches could have been on Rampage or, or, or Dynamite. And Adam Cole and Samoa Joe could have got that time. Like the, uh, the Heat and, and Celtics game that ended probably. I think that ended like before before the tag team match, before, before the tag team title match. It, it either ended before or like during that, or something like that. Or maybe, I, I, or maybe it was during that anarchy. Whatever. I, I just know like when Tony was like he didn't want to put on the main event right, right. before Game Seven was over. But I knew they would have cut those two matches out. He would have had more than enough time to still have the main event without those two matches after game seven was over gotcha i see he was maybe yeah he was trying to push it so he had enough time to 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 do everything i can see that too yeah but but all all in all it was a damn good pay-per-view i had a good time watching it that was 25 bucks well spent (laughs) and i stayed home and watched it and paid 50 bucks i still would have been happy it was, right. Whether it's 50 or 25, I would have been happy spending that money. I paid 50 and it was good. I got to sit at home and eat barbecue. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> I thought the show was good. I enjoyed it. I'm actually glad I went ahead and, and put the money down, like you were saying, because that was definitely worth the entertainment. Um, 
Looking I mean, forward to seeing what happens. Jade Cargill on on screen, like I, who's not going to be happy with that? Come on! Oh, you know, what I want to ask you: What was the audience take on the show? You were there with a group of people. Uh, the group of the, the audience that I was with, we all had a damn good time. We were chanting, we were cheering, we were laughing. It was a damn good time in the theater. If you ever get a chance to watch these events in a movie theater, do it, because it is a good time. It sounds like fun. Definitely want to try it one time. I was telling T-Fly that. Um, great show. Great show. Looking forward to seeing the direction that AEW takes now. And look, getting on, on, on the um, social media machine and seeing what all the people have to say about the show. It's going to be a whole bunch of shit, and I'm looking forward to it, because I love the drama. It's fun. Yeah. The IWC is toxic as hell. It's, <laughs> I'm just looking to see where everybody's going to bitch about it now. Toxic as fuck. Personally, I am tired of it. I I'm really getting sick of it. From all that shit, yeah, I'm really getting sick I, of it. I, there are some that I, I do dabble on the Twitter machine, and I Better do machine. have have a good chuckle over the over the shit. People lose their minds over fucking wrestling. Over wrestling, to enjoy it. Come on, they're putting way it. too much on it. Like Jesus Christ! Like you guys, come on! It's fucking wrestling. Enjoy that shit. And how can a wrestling fan want to see a company fail? I don't get that. Anyway, you're an That's idiot. What I don't. It's like if you idiot. love WWE and you always want to talk about how much fucking money they're making, why you care how much money they're making? I don't know. You're seeing zero dimes of that money. But no, anyways, none. if you love WWE and talk about how much money they make. AEW is a good thing for you because thing. those wrestlers you love so much, they make more money now that AEW's around. They you have fucking morons, do you Thank get you. that? You asshats. Oh, Fuck. Thank you. Anyways. So, And that was Jimmy's rant to the IWC. Uh, and that's the internet wrestling community for those who didn't know. Okay. This has been, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> this has been JJ, Jimmy Jam, and your host, Big Rasta. This is the AEW Double Nothing Review. If you didn't see the show, check it out. It's definitely worth it. Go get the replay, however they do it nowadays. Um, any closing words, JJ? Get LeBron James the fuck off the Lakers. Get him off. <sighs> I don't want to talk right. about it right now. now. I don't talk about my Lakers right now. Damn it. Go Warriors. That's what we're talking about. All right. I'm your host, Big Ron Stud. Hopefully you will catch us on Spotify or you're going to go look for us on iHeartRadio. You're going to look at my tweets on Anchor and from Spreaker. And you're going to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all those good things. Thank you for listening. And we are out. <laughs>